gluten. <laughs> you tricked me. You told me we were going to have a totally different topic. Uh, I did. I did. I feel played. No, I was just lamenting about how uh, I have been off of Whole30 for like, I don't know, a month or six weeks now. They all blend together. And I've gained 15 pounds since then. So, uh, you know, it could be a great unhealthy way to get rid of that. Breakups. <laughs> break up with, break up with my food. <clears throat> so, oh. ladies and gentle queers, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about breakups. Oh, the worst. The fucking worst. <laughs> so, uh, we've probably all been there. Yeah. Everyone in this room has been there. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are currently there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and breakups happen multiple times and in varying degrees. As the song says, breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> well, that's it. Let's just call it an episode at that. And we're done. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot of We've got some notes scribbled down here for this episode because there are so many aspects to breaking up. Like, for example, how to do it and not be a jerk. Mm. You know, I don't know if we're going to cover that in this topic because we've got a lot of other things <laughs> to talk about first. <laughs> but that may be another topic for another, another time. Uh, so yes, this episode is titled Breakups The, the Worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, The Worst. So let's start off with a cool, casual, easy breakup. Yeah, well, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Kit, Katie and I have had a lot. Oh, this is Lynn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is we Lynn. Didn't do our hey. intros. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lynn, regular seasoned guest, Lynn Freeman here <laughs> joining you. And this is Katie Cleary, as always. There you go. Well, Katie and I have had a lot of life discussions over the, sh- over sure the years have. we've known sure each other. And, and definitely a good percentage of those conversations have revolved around breakups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, how awesome Lynn looks in her leather jacket. Oh, that's well, probably okay. our third topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't wait for it to get cold so I can wear my leather jacket. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, I wish I had that. I'm stuck here in my plaid. You got to get a motorcycle. Then you have an excuse to get a leather jacket. Sure. Tell I you. don't know. That's a lot. That's a big commitment. I, I have a podcast equipment I have to oh. take care of. I don't know if I could afford a motorcycle. <sighs> but you'd look so cool. I would look so cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll just ride around on yours one day. Yeah, there you go. Be like, is that Lynn? <laughs> oh, that was the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yes, we talk about breakups. We've talked about them. We're talking mm. about them well, now. Because, I mean, as you get older, right? I mean, breakups take up a good percentage of your life if you're living life right. <laughs> I mean, oh, if you're it. fortunate enough to, you know, find multiple people to date mm-hmm. and you're the, the flip side of that is you're gonna have multiple people to break up with that's true that is true that's and how the math checks out that's how the math you know you can always only, calculation yeah you can always only be plus or minus one <laughs> <laughs> if you're monogamous 
Well, you were telling me about a half. I did. Yeah, that was a half a date. That was half a date, <laughs> not a half a relationship. Oh, okay. Though okay. I might have had those too. Okay. Well, I'd say in our experiences, there's, at least in my experience, I think you can categorize breakups into one of two. One, it's something that happened. It might kind of suck or it might be kind of good, but it's something you deal with and you'll eventually be okay and you'll learn something no matter what. First of all, breakups, we did skip this part. Mm -hmm. Breakups, you need to learn something no matter what. You need to learn something about yourself no matter what. Every time or else you're doing it wrong. Yes. If you keep breaking up with people, even if you've just had the one breakup and you're not learning something and you're not doing a little bit of introspection and self-reflection, you're doing it wrong and you're probably going to make the same mistake again. Right. Because if you keep having breakups and you avoid your feelings, Mm. you avoid your actions, you avoid thinking about your actions Mm -hmm. and thinking about your feelings, Mm -hmm. you're going to be stuck in the same pattern of breaking up. Yeah. Preach. You will never know that. (laughs) You will never grow up. You will never learn. You'll never become a better version of yourself Mm -hmm. to eventually avoid a breakup. And you will never become that better version of yourself that your future spouse or your future, the person who's not going to break up with you, deserves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the person you deserve, quite frankly. Right. Because we we can keep practicing breakups, but you can't keep practicing like never breaking up with someone and being with them for the rest of your life. That's that's, not something you practice. It's a little harder to do, I think. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's rough. The Um, math doesn't work out on that one. Not so much, no. It's only theoretical science there. Yeah, that's like quantum physics there. Yep, nope. It's above our, that's above our pay scale there. (laughs) Um, So So, we've got the hard breakups and then, yes, Liz. Oh, yeah, so... At the root of everything, you got to learn something about yourself with a breakup, right? Yes. And then I think, in my personal experience, and Katie, tell me if I'm wrong about mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. but there's two types of breakups. One is a little bit easier to deal with, yeah. right? It might kind of suck or it might kind of make you happier. It might just be like a drop in the pan and then you carry on with your Friday night. Exactly. You know, you might have just no dated someone a couple of times or even a month mm-hmm. and then it, you know, didn't really affect your life that much. It's like dust that dirt off your shoulder because <laughs> ladies is pimps too. And go back to the bar. Right. Yeah. You're done. Right. <laughs> Piece of cake. Maybe it takes you two weeks to get over. Maybe like a month and a half. Right. It's not devastating. Right. And that's a good segue into the second type. Fucking life. Mm-hmm. altering mm. breakups right the and worst. it could be life-altering in a good way maybe you were in like an abusive relationship or just something that you weren't really flourishing and the breakup suddenly changes your life for the better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you're in a life-altering breakup where you're just absolutely devastated but even then in the long run it should be for the better overall. Right. So you could be absolutely devastated for, I don't know, two years, five years, because that's how big of a, of a breakup that was. That's how big of a person, you know, your, your ex was in your life. And right. how do you continue moving on in a way that is happy for you, in a way that's constructive for you, so that in the end, this will have been worth it. Exactly. And I think there are some breakups, some relationships that are so devastating that you never actually get over that breakup. You never actually get over that relationship. Yep. But you still learn something and you can still move on. Yes. And 
Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I would say I'm even there. I've been there multiple times. Like, I don't know that I will ever get over my worst breakup. However, I try and use that as fuel to be the best girlfriend I can be and the best person I can be going forward because I want that relationship ending to be worth it. I don't want it to have been in vain. And so I'm trying to be the best person I can be overall. Right, right. And one of the cool things I think kind of once you get to a place where you can look back on a breakup, on Mm -hmm. a relationship, you know, you you can like... uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like you can see the good in everything. You can kind of look back and be happy yeah. and be like, you know, it was cool. Even if like, there are some, I don't, I wouldn't even call them relationships in like the, the girlfriend, girlfriend sense, like the a sexual intimate. way. Yeah. It was okay. like, you kind of dated a couple people that, you know, maybe lasted like a month or three months Yeah, and they've still had really big impacts on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly good because those weren't the devastating type of breakups. You yeah. know, it was something that I, like, I think I, I learned something from those and it wasn't just about myself. You know, it was like, oh, this, this person I dated once, um, you know, introduced me to like now one of my favorite artists. Yes. You know, like musicians yes. and, um, Tignataro. I, I, I dated someone for three months and she took me to Tignataro and now I am a fan. And yes. thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a song about, um, song about that, uh, Atlas Genius, mm-hmm. Trojans. That song is so great because um, it talks about like there are people that will always come into your life Mm -hmm. and they'll always end up leaving little things in your brain like a Trojan horse that you don't really realize it at the time, but it sticks with you for the rest of your life. And and actually, I think the song's a little bit more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. Like it's about a relationship and a breakup. Okay. And you end up like the girl he was dating in mm. in the song you know ended up leaving these little trojan horses in his head yeah so he'd always think about her or think about all these things they did or things he learned mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i take that song too like yeah. I, I love that song because it makes me happy now or i'm like yeah there's there's all sorts of little things that people i have dated and subsequently broken up with <laughs> yeah <laughs> have given to me you know like my favorite musicians and I've learned about you know cool websites and Mm -hmm. I've learned weird tricks and good beer and you know things like that yes I mean and I've also learned like what it means to be truly devastated Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm really happy about that (laughs) (laughs) so you know okay that's good that goes in the win column but it's (laughs) not really a happy win it's like well, I guess we didn't lose too badly. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know. I don't know. <laughs> Went through it and I'm still alive and I'm currently happy today. You know? Well, so there you go. There's all sorts of little things that get planted in your mm-hmm. head like a Trojan horse mm-hmm. from relationships and subsequent breakups. Yeah. Well, that's deep, man. And I feel like we should pause <laughs> to listen to that song. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good song. I it's, like that song. No, it sounds like it. Um I love I love songs like that too because they are so real. And when you stop to actually listen to the right. words, you're like, oh, this is very deep. Right. This is very right. deep. And now I'm feeling like so much better <laughs> on my outlook of exactly. life. And at least I'm not like that. Yeah. Um, well, and you can so kind of interpret songs kind of however you want it. Like oh, artists yeah. give you a little bit of playroom to mm-hmm. in- interpret it to fit your it's life. It's called drugs. <laughs> 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 but music is a healthy coping mechanism. Yes. Which... You know, I'm sure you and I will get into some healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Oh, that's uh, one of the next things on the list here. So before we get into the how to cope healthy versus unhealthy, 
Um, no, yeah, let's just go right back into that. So yeah, coping, healthy versus unhealthy. Um, okay, let's just go with a quick tag team back and forth of what is unhealthy, alcohol. Oh, uh, random meaningless sex. Oh man, see already I'm like, that could be healthy. It could be healthy or unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we're terrible at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Uh, yeah, yeah but I'm bump. Which, it's great. But I, I mean, you know, it's interesting, healthy and unhealthy. You just brought this up. Like, they can be both. Mm-hmm. It can be unhealthy and healthy, you know? Like, man, when I was like in a really major depressive state, you know, certain counties in California have legalized some hallucinogenics to treat depression and PTSD. Okay. And I tried it, mm-hmm. microdosing, and it really helped a lot. So drugs could be considered yeah. unhealthy, but in this one instance, it was. I don't know if it's healthy, but it helped. <laughs> well, but also everything in moderation. Right. So all these can help. If, you know, like I'm not a big advocate of turning to to the drink <laughs> when you feel like you need it. Right. However, if you can go out with your friends and it takes you a drink to just get out of your own brain, go ahead and do that for a minute and just watch yourself. And the support system that you've built up around you can help monitor you to let you know if you're getting out of control or whatever. Or maybe you're the type that you need to be babysat a little bit more right after a breakup. Or maybe you're the type that just needs to be left alone and you will come out of hibernation when you're ready to hang out again. Right. Um, building your friend group and your family structure around you while you are healthy will help you during these harder times. Oh, yeah. Ooh. George the cat's here. George the devil cat. <laughs> I'm still so nervous about that. She just shook that cat over me to get him to make a noise. George the cat's like Chucky from Child's Play. Sorry, got you running around. No, he's a psycho. Psycho. With a little knife. No, he's not a baby. He's 10 years old. I love him. I want to pet his belly so badly. But then he might kill you. Also, might slit my throat. Yeah, yeah. like while you're awake, you won't even wait for you to be sleeping. Oh, okay. Just oh. dodge the teeth. No big deal. No, that's... Oh, no. That's... I know. I no. played with him last time. It's okay. I know. I wore my combat boots. <laughs> well, and he hates men. Oh. So anytime a guy comes in here, no. Mm. Like, does not stand a chance. Jose has been in here, and we're like, <laughs> we're just going to lock him in the cage for an hour <laughs> until we're done with this episode. <laughs> so we'll have George on our... How, how lesbians hate men episode <laughs> guest starring George. Yes, yes. Or your, what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> episode? Okay, so everything in moderation. Yeah. No, everything in moderation because I do think like even ways to deal with it that you would deem it healthy. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to get in shape now after this breakup. Right. And then you overdo it. That's still unhealthy, right? So well, yeah, and- they're healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Sometimes they can be healthy. Sometimes one thing can be healthy and unhealthy, right? Yep. If you exercise past the point of what's physically possible for you, that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But exercise in general is a healthy coping mechanism because we know the benefits of it from reducing stress and yep. depression. And I mean, it's just better than drinking is alcohol. Is there a dog barking right now? It's a little chihuahua. <laughs> Do you hear it? Yeah. Um, having a pet 
was a pretty great coping mechanism. Unless you lose your pets in the divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're jumping the gun here. (laughs) Jumping the gun. Uh, We're sticking with the easy ones up front. Yeah. So, yes, I... Well, uh, mm -hmm. this is what I was going to say before the chihuahua. Um, Coping mechanisms in a healthy and an unhealthy path, I don't think... It's not linear. I oh, think you yeah. can, you can ju- just like depression, it's not linear. Like you can jump around between doing really healthy things and doing unhealthy things. And then you go back to healthy mm-hmm. things and then you go back to unhealthy things. And eventually if you're doing life right, you should be able to even yourself out. Right. Where yeah. you're not blacking out when you drink or unhealthy. you're not exercising past the point of your body being able to recover or unhealthy. sleeping way too much. Which unhealthy but i love it <laughs> <laughs> or not sleeping at all right i mean very unhealthy yeah not Have sleeping at all fight club <laughs> when terrible things happen when you can't sleep you could get a movie deal out of it though. ah yeah yep, yep. no um so right healthy things the moderators are a mess so excuse us for this rest as they get their shit together After that intermission, we'll have Ashley here with a quick story. Well, I just wanted to say that like the best thing to me about that first traumatic breakup is that like when it's happening, you think you're literally going to die Mm -hmm. and getting through it and not dying and remembering thinking you were going to die and how you didn't die is like one of the most freeing things to me because like you kind of know that at that point you're like well like i can probably survive anything yeah and mm-hmm. so it's just like a really freeing experience even though it's very traumatic when you're first going through it like it's a very freeing experience on the other side right you learn something about yourself and we've talked about before you know every time you go through something hard it raises the bar it raises your threshold for what you can take on right now I would imagine that there is some limit that you get to the the top and you're like, well, fuck everything. <laughs> I don't need a relationship anymore. I'm looking out for me. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it could be dangerous in the end. Uh, thankfully, I've only spent like a couple of weeks here and there in that mode. You know, it's, it has oh, not been traumatic sustained. breakup mode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh. breakups are inevitable. Right. You know, unless you're going to marry your high school sweetheart and and not change sexualities (laughs) along your lifetime or or what have you right breakups are going to happen they're part of life 50 percent of marriages end in divorce still um and and that's even that's after you get married it's still 50 percent god forbid all the people who uh you had to date before you got married right because i've had a lot of breakups and i've never been legally married i've never been married well you know what listen so give it a couple of months none of us will be (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they are inevitable. They suck. You have the little breakups. Mm -hmm. I once had to have a full-fledged breakup talk with someone who I had gone on one and a half dates with. (laughs) One and a half. And we had been messaging for about four days. And then she texted me one day. Let's call it a Thursday. And she's like, oh, Katie, like maybe this is just me reading too much into this but you're not texting me very much today did i do something wrong and i'm like oh fuck like i don't like when girlfriends are needy 
let alone someone who I've just spoken to. And I'm not even sure that your name is correct in my phone yet. (laughs) And no, my response was like, I'm actually have to work today. Like you just got lucky the last three days. I wasn't busy. (laughs) You're still in my phone is Jen unicorn emoji, rainbow emoji, because I didn't know your name. I'm just trying to like put little pictures of how I met you. Is it Polly or Cindy? (laughs) I'm still not sure. Um, no, that makes me sound like a real jerk, but, uh, and I know her name, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) And so then she's bothering me and I was like, yeah, like we can hang out this weekend, whatever. Well, then she found out that on Friday I was going over to Lisa's house and Lynn I'm sure was there and we were all going to hang out. And so I parked my car and this chick is calling me on the phone. I'm like, oh no, no, we're no. I don't even let my mother call me. Like, what do you think you're doing <laughs> calling me? Okay. What is this? And so I, like, I answered you- and she's like, oh, I just think that we should talk. Are you around? I can come meet you. And I was like, whoa, what? And I had a 12 pack of whatever I was drinking and I was crossing the street to Lisa's house. I'm like, no, you cannot come meet me. I'm like on my Friday night. Like I told you. Like, what is this? And she's like, well, I just really think that we need to get some things out of the way. And I was like, okay, this is not going to (laughs) work. This is not going to work. And she had no idea where I was coming from. Like I did. I messaged you five days ago, five days, lady. Like, no, 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 yeah. absolutely not. So that's an easy breakup. I, there was no coping involved. Are you sure it's easy? It sounds like you still have some unresolved I, well, That's what I was just going to say. I am clearly not over the ridiculousness of that situation. <laughs> but you learned. I did learn. To screen people out. I did, yes. See, and that was my bad for assuming that since we met on a dating platform, <laughs> we were talking to multiple people. Because... <laughs> That's how it worked. Because serial killers and clingers don't use Tinder or Bumble. (laughs) Right. Serialkillersonly.com. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely still not over just the ridiculousness of that situation, but I shed no tears. Yeah. No. Like, I'm a better person for it. And now (laughs) I know how to, like, nicely, I think I handled it pretty nicely, break up with someone after they've been bothering me all day. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. But the cool thing is, is that you realized that that behavior isn't something that you are compatible with. You yes. don't want that type of person. Right. And I'm sure you've learned that from breakups or family members or coworkers, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Other breakups. Yep. As you get older and getting more experience, you learn these things, right? You start learning. Right. So you're... Your time dating someone can be a lot less. <laughs> it can. You can right. see the red flags. You start getting into <laughs> some efficient dating there. <laughs> and you don't need to learn from past romantic relationships. You can learn from past every kind of relationships. Co-workers. What you like or what you don't like. Family members. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. I know one of the things that Sports I hate. Sports teams that mo- break your heart. Oh, uh, sorry, Lynn. <laughs> sorry, Giants. <laughs> 49ers. I was thinking more Kings, but you can just keep 49ers. The kings, A's at this point. Bruins, UCLA. Just break your heart. I, <laughs> All these goddamn Bay Area teams keep breaking my heart. But I won't break up with them. They're the bad boyfriend I can't get rid of. Oh, too soon. Too soon, man. Too soon. I know. If you oh. are in an abusive relationship, please 
check out Weave, Women Escaping a Violent Environment, reach Absolutely. out to your friends. Don't be afraid to say, yes, this is an asshole, and he hits me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whole other topic. Whoa. Whole <laughs> other loaded conversation for you on a different episode. It's true, though. Let us say, back to my original point a second ago before the chihuahua and the cat and oh, yeah. the uh, Ashley's sidebar conversation. And the extra drink you just opened. And the extra, no, I didn't even open it. It's on the floor. It's uh, just waiting for me so right that up. I don't have to. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So Friday night, I'm allowed. Yeah. Only three calories. Mm-mm-hmm. So while you are healthy oh, and right. happy, we would like to suggest that you go out and find yourself a accountability partner. Yes. A therapist a counselor, um, put into place a safety plan for mm-hmm. when things turn sour because yes. they will at some point. So this is something I've talked to Katie about in the past. I think a healthy coping mechanism that you can prepare in advance for is understanding that everyone is vulnerable to major depressive episodes. Everyone's yes. vulnerable to depression. We're just humans. You know, some people might be able to resist it better than others. And the queer community is especially susceptible. Right. And especially if you're in the United States still going through quarantine, Mm -hmm. you know, that'll also really get get to you. So you're extra susceptible at multiple multiple points during your life. But you're right, especially in the queer community. And if we're still dealing with covid and quarantine life is totally upended but this is something i learned that is a healthy coping mechanism that you can implement before you go through one of those traumatic breakups right if you're fortunate enough to have benefits through your employer yes um have some sort of benefits plan right Mm -hmm. so understand read through your packets of your benefits and understand what is covered for time off if you have mm. disability insurance? Um, I pay the extra couple dollars a month because my employer gives us that option to nice. up your disability benefits from 40% to 60%. Oh, cool. And it's only a couple extra dollars a month. Obviously, it's different per person, mm-hmm. per employer, per whatever. Um, but that really came in into play for me when I was too depressed to go to work. Yes. And what... I, what I learned from that though, is what is the process you need Mm -hmm. to do to file for disability, to ask your employer for time off? What Mm -hmm. counts is something that, um, you know, disability will legally pay you for things like that. So read through your benefits, see what your options are. If you need to take time off, if you're having a mental health crisis moment, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, having a financial plan, right. So, you know, Obviously, if you're fortunate enough to have extra income that you can put into savings, having a couple of months worth of income in case something like this happens really helps out. Oh, yeah. And we also say do it while you're healthy because these things are complicated enough. Oh, my God. Sober and in the middle of a Tuesday. Right. You know, they can be very complicated. And that's if your employer even provides insurance, if you're right. on your parents' insurance, you probably don't know much about what they have, but you can ask them. You can ask them for a copy of it. Maybe you're in a family who uh, doesn't like to admit that therapists are something that people need. Right. You know, you can just ask them what your insurance is and what your logon information is. You can start browsing your options. For but- me also, I didn't quite realize that your company will only pay 
for the, till the end of the month for your benefits. So I ended up, I took two months off of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I was really depressed, mm-hmm. but two, I also had like another underlying health condition, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't realize, which if I had prepared for this and, and read into my company benefits is that whenever you take time off, even if it's for a legitimate reason, they will only pay for one month. Yeah. My employer would only pay for one month of benefits. So I ended up losing my benefits at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Kaiser didn't catch it. And I went into this like ridiculous healthcare debt. Yeah, I, that I was ridiculous. like thousands of dollars in debt. After and we're that. talking about America here. Yeah. Folks, if you mm-hmm. couldn't yeah. figure that yeah. out. But in that moment, I, there was no way I was mentally or physically capable oh. of reading through my benefits packets. So that's something that is really great to pre uh, preemptive strike get like read about these things beforehand and when see you, what your options are. and when you're there in that devastating loss of a breakup it is traumatic it changes your brain chemistry it changes your physiology you literally can't remember things so you can't right. read a right. paragraph of information and then retain it totally. it is exceptionally hard to find a counselor and then if you have insurance to find a counselor who takes your insurance and then right. is also in network so right. you don't get gypped so that you don't have to pay $200 a session. Oh my God, yeah. There are some places, and this is completely dependent on where you live, that offer you know free or reduced counseling mm-hmm. if you qualify. Right. Or a pay what you can type of situation. I have insurance, which also means if I go to someone who takes insurance, they're not going to take me unless they are in network and do, 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 do. And there's right. so many steps to it. Yes. Also, if you're currently employed and have any kind of benefits package, um, check with your HR team and see if uh, your benefits include anything like an employee assistance program. Yes. Because um, they'll provide you with like a couple, like three to five sessions free of charge to you. But then that's also a person that's uh, familiar with your insurance. So like if you get to the max of like what the EAP covers, that person will be able to direct you to someone that will take your insurance. So like they do part of the legwork for you. That's really cool. I didn't have that. Yeah, and it's like a stopgap. So I basically work for a government entity, California government employees have stuff like this, uh, public teachers, Mm -hmm. state employees, that type of thing. And I, and I know several companies do offer that and just check because it can be hugely beneficial. I had to call my EAP office because of a altercation that I didn't know how a boarding and renter law applied to me. And I, you know, found this guy and called them and I was allowed to have 45 minutes free of charge or whatever. And it cleared it right up. It was great. That's really cool. That's a great resource. Like I, I don't have that. I work Mm -hmm. for a small startup. We don't have all of these really cool things that established companies do. Um, which is why I realized, you know, one, one thing I learned, cause again, you need to learn something from mm-hmm. a breakup is that I know now how to save myself better yep. if this were to happen again. Yes. Right. I know what it takes to go through disability insurance. I know exactly what my employer will offer if mm-hmm. I need to take time off again. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was all there in the packets, in my benefits package, there are pieces of paper that say these things, yep. what they will and will not do. Yep. And it, in retrospect, 
I realized I shouldn't have read through those things because every human is susceptible to, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, one major physical injury, but yeah. two, a major depressive episode. If you go through something like a very traumatic breakup. Yes. So. And a traumatic anything, death in the family. Grief, some sort of grief or loss. Yes. You know, and that's really what a traumatic breakup is. It really is. And so go do that. Do your pre-work. That's part of growing up is to know what kind of insurance you have. Same thing like if you were to get car insurance. You want to know before you get in an accident if your car insurance is going to cover that accident. Right, exactly. (laughs) Otherwise, please don't drive. So... We talked about getting a therapist too beforehand. Yes. And one, I, I I truly believe that everyone who can afford or has access to a therapist should go out and do it when you're yes. healthy. And one big thing about that though too is that if you establish a relationship with your therapist, they kind of have a baseline for what you are when you're healthy. And so they yes. can really see the signs or understand what your acute symptoms are mm-hmm. if you're going through something serious yes you know that's that's huge i think that's really huge another thing we talked about is a safety plan right a safety Mm -hmm. action plan Mm -hmm. so for instance i have a gun in my house with bullets with ammo yes right and it would not be hard to have a loaded weapon it is illegal in california to have a loaded weapon in your house you're supposed mm-hmm. to keep the two separate exactly okay. for these reasons. Sure, good. <laughs> for good. kids, really. Kids and access. also it works. <laughs> and also it works, yeah. But, you know, when you're in a major depressive episode going through this breakup, right? Mm-hmm. For instance, I could not trust myself. Yeah. And, ne- and I needed to have someone I could trust to take care of that. <laughs> Come bring the weapon <laughs> out of your house. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and have a friend and kind of just talk about these things. With, with a friend mm-hmm. you can trust, mm-hmm. with someone you can trust, right? I went through a little bit of a hard time a couple of years ago, and I didn't want to drive yeah. because I was like, no, I'm in a huge car, and I don't care about shit right now. Right. And so I had my friends drive me to work, and mm-hmm. or I Ubered, or I took a couple of days off, and that helped, and it's just you want to remove the temptation. Right. Because while we can be strong or while you can think you are strong in the moment, in something like that with a loaded weapon, it's just only a car. Or a car, <laughs> right. It only a takes a moment. Right. It only takes a moment. It only takes a moment. And so talk to your friends. Find one friend who you trust and tell them this is what's going on. You can tell them that you're depressed or you can say, I have bouts of depression. And if you start noticing these signs, please go do this. I used to tell uh, both Amy and my brother, because they both lived with me, I'm like, okay, I'm starting a new medicine, and if we find this, this, and this side effect, you're supposed to tell me, because that's terrible. (laughs) It's not supposed to do that. So if I start talking too fast, or if I start, you know, only playing (laughs) video games in my underwear, that's probably a problem. (laughs) Something going on. (laughs) You know, and then obviously we're making light, but the worst things too. And I one time told Amy... Um, we were in my bedroom and we had been doing a project out back and I told her, I was like, I just keep having these like sudden images out of nowhere that it would be a great idea for me to hang myself from the, like the back deck with those extension cords. And so she took all of my <laughs> extension cords. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, 
and and that's real i mean suicide ideation mm -hmm. is a real thing when you're depressed it's not about really wanting to kill yourself but yes. but about you know reducing the pain right right and and that's a real thing that happens with traumatic breakups with grief with loss with anything yes you know? and, oh boy so shall we go into what constitutes a traumatic breakup? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, so these are the mm -hmm. life-altering breakups. And like we said, we hope that in the end it's all better. But really, at the time, it seems like everything has changed. Right. Um, I moved back to California from Massachusetts and my ex about six years ago at this point. And literally every single thing in my life changed. Mm -hmm. I didn't have her anymore. I had my family. I lost my house. I lost my bed. I lost the PlayStation. I had my car, but I didn't have most of my clothes. You, I didn't have You even any lost of your time zone. I lost my time zone. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my health insurance. I lost you like went from three hours ahead to three hours yeah, behind. Yeah, I lost three fucking hours. I'm like, never going to get those hell, back. Man. Bitch. <laughs> um, and so I was in just this like shell-shocked state of every single thing around me was different. Right. I couldn't get a moment of silence because I no longer lived in my own apartment. I right. lived with my cousin uh, and her child. I couldn't go out drinking with my friends because I didn't have friends. I had one friend from college left in Sacramento still. I had to make all new friends. And that is definitely <laughs> a life-altering traumatic yeah. breakup. Yeah. When you question your own identity of who you are, yes. when your whole identity has been shattered to pieces mm -hmm. and you not only have to figure out how to date again, but figure out who the hell you are. What I even liked to do. Right. What you even like to do because all of the hobbies you had before yep. involved your partner. I spent every Saturday night with my ex's family. Oh, and I had God. to learn what you're supposed to do on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and I'm sure you learned that, you know, maybe that much uh, codependency or whatever you want to call it, right. time together <laughs> right. Saturdays is probably not what you want in a relationship going forward. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that I want space and I don't want to merge. And right. yeah, I want my own identity and I want to be able to do my own things. And, you know, God help us during this quarantine. But Ashley and I see each other every freaking day. And, you know, like that's brilliant. It's lovely. But it's also it's, it's old, you know, and we've told oh, here comes Ashley. We've talked Ooh, about she, this. She's going to say something now. <laughs> I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, well, like, why would we ever need to live together? And then, <laughs> and then I was thinking, I'm like, oh, but like in real life, we would go to work and then come home and we couldn't just have different homes. But like, as it is, we spend like. So like, basically you're fucking your coworker. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. You work together yeah. and you can just go home to your separate places yeah. at the end of work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. She, she like will come out because currently the way that we have it set up and like, it's not like she stole my office because I actually like working at the kitchen table because I can stand up and she has a, <laughs> and she has a fancy you standing desk so she can just like stand at her desk whenever she wants. Um, Someone sounds better. She'll come out and she'll be like, oh my God, like you cannot guess what Jim just said to me. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, I know I literally heard the whole conversation. She's like, no, but I said... 
blah, 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 blah. And then he said, and then I said, I'm like, no, literally, I heard the entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'll just stop you. She'll be like, did you hear me when I had already told you that I heard every word? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to tell you because it's in me and it has to come out. <laughs> and I need to interrupt your work day so I yes. can get this off my system. Yes. And I, I actually feel like I would probably feel like a much stronger urge to merge if like <laughs> the lesbian urge to merge if if, if we weren't together twenty four seven yeah if she weren't your coworker <laughs> yeah. somebody should report us to HR yeah <laughs> I'm definitely reporting you two okay also oh also, she got um, a lot to say about this topic not, not about Katie at all mm. but just like a sidebar on traumatic breakups <laughs> one thing that like I found really weird and like I never expected is when you're going through a traumatic breakup like you will kind of feel like you have the flu yes and I think that it's actually very useful to kind of like treat yourself like you do have the flu mm -hmm. don't push yourself to try to do too much physically give yourself like warm foods hot beverages and uh. literally treat yourself like you are very sick because like because you are yeah and you're trying to push through it actually makes it worse right. like just like if you had the flu and you're like well i'm just gonna like go and run this 5k anyways like don't push through it actually take care of your body yeah yeah I mean, depression is a, a repair response. You know, there's something yes. physically torn in your brain and right. it's trying to heal itself, you know. Right. No, very much so. And... Uh, well, yeah. Hold on. So, well, you're talking about traumatic brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think for me, going through an extremely traumatic breakup, I mean, it, there were some things that were obvious, right? I mean, like, we owned a home mm -hmm. together and well, I mean something that maybe wasn't obvious was we owned a house together I didn't realize we owned a home together like you talked about until you left I can't yeah until yeah. I left the house and I can't go home and have this comfort like you mm -hmm. you talked about I can't just go home and be by myself I, suddenly everything's on up on upended and I need to go rent someplace in a depressive state and half your stuff's in storage and right. half yep. your stuff's in storage We've already mentioned this, but it's like losing the family I had, mm -hmm. right? I thought I had this family and a future family, losing my dogs. Uh, so many things that were, that felt obvious that I knew if I lost that, it would really hurt. But it was these unexpected things I didn't realize. Like you, you lost your time zone. You know, <laughs> that's unexpected. Yeah. I, like just how many friends I kind of ended up losing for a while, mm -hmm. you know, or like, um, just, just little things. I'm like, oh, or crap. activities like, that you could do, right. like still and have a good time at right. them. Activities or like, didn't realize that I used this one pan all the time. Ugh. You know, it's like a really great pan. I lost my ice cream scoop. Yeah, I feel you. and I'm like, I feel you. oh yeah. man, like I didn't expect that. You yep. know, like it's like these little things that kept happening, and it felt like. It, it was such a traumatic breakup that it felt like it just kept happening. It wasn't one day, right? It's not like you're living in different apartments yeah. and you've only been dating for three months and you break up and not much changes. It was like, no, we were, we were merged, mm -hmm. you know, and I lost all these little things I didn't see coming. And this breakup now is so altering that it goes far beyond the other person. Right. It is aspects of your own self and your own life or uh, how I like to say it is one of the things that got me so much is it's the, like not just did I lose my youth or I lost what mm. I 
thought I had at that time, I also lost my future. Right. I lost what my plans were and I had to restart. Oh yeah. That was huge. Uh, Huge. I had these like certain plans I wanted to do one with travel Mm -hmm. two with the house. I mean, you know, like so many things. I guess I probably shouldn't get into too much detail here, but (laughs) you know, there were, there were so many things you lose uh, from your future. I didn't realize that I had really let all of my walls down. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is what the definition of a traumatic breakup is, is you really let somebody into your life. Mm-hmm. You let this partner you're dating break down as many walls as they possibly can. Yep. And then when they leave, it's like you're so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They were so deep into your your identity. They've broken down so many walls that when they leave, there's this giant mm-hmm. hole. And... It cannot be filled by anyone else because you have never let anyone in so deep. Exactly. Including family. So how do you talk about a subject that you have only ever talked about with the one person? Right. And it, the, yeah, you go find thing. your counselor. Right. You go find your counselor that hopefully you've established. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. I can't stress how much. It's so hard to find a good one. Yeah. And, uh, Even in normal times. Yeah. Right. right. Because that's another thing, too. If you are really close with the partner you're with and you break up, that was probably your best friend for a long time oh, too. Without so you lose a doubt. your so best friend. Best friend. And then also, oh my God. Okay, Ugh. so here's one that's hard for me. Oh, women. Is, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> is how do you reconcile this anger that society thinks you're supposed to have? Uh. You have no clue how many people around me, my family, some of my friends are like, well, why are you still friends with her? Why do you talk to her? Why don't you, like, don't you hate her? Like, no, no, no. I wish I could hate her because then maybe this healing process would go a little faster. But no, I understand why she made every decision she did. Right. You know, and I feel for her and I saw the way her family treated her and I saw this. And so, uh, (laughs) that was, I am not the world's most empathetic person, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really <laughs> but my empathy in that situation really friggin got in the way <laughs> you know, like, god, like damn it. It, god damn it uh because there are things i am mad about but overall no i'm not mad it's right. a horrendously right. sad situation right i also know that have i had i not gone through the last five or six years of that i would not be where I am today. I would not be in my career. I would not have flipped a house. I would not be a lot of places. I would not have the friends that I do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for all, all of those things. But yes, there is a part of me that still will wonder like, well, what would have happened right. if I stayed? And these traumatic breakups, going back to what we said earlier, there are some breakups you never truly get over. Some losses, some mm-hmm. grief that will always have a stain on you that will always impact whatever decision you make in the future. It will always be there as long as you can kind of turn it into Mm -hmm. like a positive motivation. Well, and sometimes it's not, I mean, sometimes you'll always just be really sad about it, you know? Sure. But I think also with your standard breakup, so we're not going to say, uh, in those situations where there might be abuse involved, but, but your standard, you know, you're not compatible breakup right then it is a mark of how good that relationship was for you 
that it is leaving such a lasting impression. Yeah. Because if it wasn't point. important to begin with, it would not be this hard to get over. Yeah. And I think that should be the goal of Unless every- you're a serial killer. <laughs> SerialKillersOnly.com. <laughs> Go date. Um, and that should be the goal, I think, of every serious relationship and every serious breakup is- Oh, crap. What was I going to say? Jesus Christ. Is to leave you- a lasting mark on your other. No, is- Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is to leave a permanent scar. Yeah, <laughs> no, is um, <laughs> is to really kind of follow that that phrase that 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 goes uh you know to love and lost. What what is it? Oh, it is better to have loved and lost than to, to never, never have loved it. at all. And that should be the goal of everything: is to be able to look back and say at least. I cared about someone that much. Yeah. And at one point, someone cared about me that much. And? Whatever it takes to get mm-hmm. yourself out of the anger, sadness phase. Yeah. So you can, retro, like, in retrospect, look back and think that. I think that should be the goal of every relationship and every breakup. Mm-hmm. And you can live your life in a way that pays tribute to that relationship and it accepts and appreciates and respects the positive things that were there right. while simultaneously saying all these negative things are now red flags for me because I don't want those. <laughs> right? Right, 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 so right. yeah, learn from everything. So should we talk about a couple of your standard uh, coping mechanisms just quickly because we can mm-hmm. make a whole episode on this? Right. Because loss and grief isn't just breakups. So that's... Yeah. So, okay, I'll start it off. Um, Last summer, I was talking to this girl for like a hot minute um, Mm. and Mm. she broke off, broke it off with me like very suddenly, like we were hanging out, having a great time. I took her to some lesbian dance club in San Francisco and she had never seen so many lesbians in one life. I think that may have pushed her over the edge because, (laughs) because she broke up with me the next day. uh, And 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 that just means that she was dating somebody else on the side. She met someone else. Right. And so Lisa, I know. (laughs) So Lisa grabbed me and she was like, I'm kidnapping you for the day. (laughs) We're going to go to the swimming party and pack some extra clothes. You might spend the night. Yeah. Or four. (laughs) Right, or four. Um, when I was back in Massachusetts, we had this girl. Um, we, okay. we so, had this girl. Yes, my, my ex and I, we, we had our adopted friend. Um, uh-huh. So she had a, she was in a breakup and she came and she lived with us one summer for like three weeks on our couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, so, and we monitored how much alcohol she was allowed to get. And right. we were like, where's your cash? We're taking it because we know there's a liquor store directly across <laughs> the street. And so that was fun. And like, that's what you can do when you're 30. Like right now, if any of my friends wanted to live with me for three weeks. Right. Like they'd probably have to share my bed. I think <laughs> you'd also be like, I can't deal with any more coworkers. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've already got an HR inquiry on me right now. <laughs> so what helps you with a breakup? Oh man. I mean, honestly with some of the easier breakups, mm-hmm. it was kind of rediscovering my hobbies that I like to do by myself. It was, it was having a good social circle, hanging out with friends, clean my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, reestablishing friendships, 
really kind of reevaluating like who was important to me mm-hmm. and who wasn't and being like, why did I cut this person out of my life? That's why they're such a good friend is because yeah. they're like, you're an asshole, but I still love you and I haven't talked to you in my, you know, but years. But also, don't be a dick. Don't yeah. be a jerk and get <laughs> and ditch all your friends as soon as you start dating right, someone. Right, right. That's also a red flag. Because it's something you should learn. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. why did I ditch all On my friends? Sides. That's something I learned too is like, wow, you know, I really have a great, in, in easy breakups and traumatic breakups, mm-hmm. I really ended up learning like I have a really great core group of friends and my family's actually pretty great. That's awesome. Like they were really supportive. Oh, and that, that was actually a really unexpected thing from a traumatic breakup Mm -hmm. is that, I mean, when you're, when you have a really serious relationship with someone, you're not just dating them. You're also with their family. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I didn't expect was like, with my last traumatic breakup, you know, my grandma, who was not okay with the whole gay thing, mm-hmm. and this relationship kind of pulled her out of it. And it was like, this is serious. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And she really opened up and was it was fine with it and like mm-hmm. loved the person I was dating or the person I was with. And when she found out we broke up, mm-hmm. my grandma cried. Yeah. She cried. Yeah. My dad cried. My mom cried. And I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. That was a whole nother trauma I didn't expect. Yeah. Totally did not expect that, you know. And I, I didn't expect to also miss her family too, you know, yeah. because I had, that wall had come down where I had just accepted them as my family too. Um, God, that was a whole nother thing. But but what I did learn about it was like, oh, okay, well, my family and, you know, my, my core group of friends and I are dealing with this together. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I, I have this really great group of friends. And I... I, I tried to spend as much time as I could with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing I learned from the traumatic breakup was that I needed to forgive myself a lot more that, you know, being alone and being depressed was a really serious thing. Yeah. And it was okay to just do what kind of my body felt like it needed to do a little bit more. Like, yeah. you know, sleep is so important. I let myself take, sleep medication Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sleeping and I realized that that was very unhealthy coping mechanism and I don't take sleep aids normally Mm -hmm. I just you know I don't really want to take drugs yeah in general but that was like you know I need to forgive myself sleep is really important Mm -hmm. for a little while I'm just going to try to help myself sleep yeah you know and that felt healthy at the time And I I would argue that's very healthy because as soon as you start losing sleep, you do start, your muscles start deteriorating. Your mind goes even more than just the trauma. So sleeping is one of the most important things. Sleep was a really, and I, and that's also why I took some time off is like sleep was sporadic sometimes, you know? And, and that's, I mean, that was just the most important, like the benefits of sleep are, and, and not sleeping has such dramatic effects. Detrimental effects. Yes. That, you know, it was like, I need to forgive myself for being in such a low state Mm -hmm. and it's okay to reach out for extra help, whatever it is, you know, taking time off of work, sleep aids, you know, maybe antidepressives, things like that, you know, and that, that was okay. Um, that was like the healthier things I think with the traumatic breakups, Mm -hmm. um, eventually got to a point where I was like, I do want to get back to the myself, Right. Yes. I had to get over the healing process, like the physical healing, physical yeah. and mental healing first. Yeah. And then I could get back to myself. And that's kind of what happened, I think, with 
an easy breakup. And once you kind of get over that healing of a traumatic breakup, it's like, who am I? Like, who am I again? Like, I need to figure this out. Like, let's try different hobbies, (laughs) you know, like why not? Let's try not spending every single night together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's try getting our own friends. Right. Let's try getting our own friends. Let's try a hobby, like an activity I've always wanted to do, but I've never done before. Skydiving. Skydiving. No, definitely not on my fucking list. No. Fuck you. (laughs) I just pass out. I thought you and I were both going to go this weekend. (laughs) God, so close. Okay. No, what's on your list then? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not on your list. No. Okay. Casual segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I, uh, you know, I have a motorcycle and I oh, yeah. got into that. I started like mapping out like old school analog, you know, on a map. Oh my God. I'd like map out routes I wanted to like take. Like a Tom guy. Yeah. Tom like, guy. <laughs> yes. Tom okay. Yes. No, no. Even, even what's it? Rand McNally, the, the map publisher oh, yeah. that, that every dad has given you. Every dad yeah. has given their kid a map for their car. Not my dad, but what he did do is he got us lost in Fresno, California, which is Spanish for meth lab. <laughs> oh, poor Fresno. I know, sorry. In the armpit of California. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I started kind of So you're, are you like off-roading or you're just like going on a... No, it was just like, uh, smaller roads. Okay. Smaller roads. Yeah. Yeah, it was just smaller roads. I was like, you know, because I wasn't really ready for serious social situations, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be doing something. Yeah. That wasn't just sleeping or drinking yeah. or crying. Nothing says <laughs> healthy coping mechanism like hurtling yourself down an asphalt road <laughs> at 100 miles an hour. At least I wore a helmet <laughs> there and you a go. jacket <laughs> and proper boots. <laughs> yes, at 100 miles an hour. Super healthy. Crying. <laughs> Tears in your eyes. <laughs> fogging up your goggles. Ow, just hit my head on the microphone. Well, <laughs> you deserved it. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's Northern California has so many great motorcycle routes. Uh, small, true. small, small roads and mm. um, things like that. And it was just a great way to be focused on something like doing a task mm-hmm. uh, with some fresh air. Yes. And, Out you know, I didn't have to give, I mean, you have to have a certain amount of energy. Like if you're not right, you should not be on a motorcycle. Yes. Thank you. you know? Please don't. And, I, and that was, you know, we talked about taking away, you know, not driving. Mm-hmm. Loaded, motorcycle was the first thing to go. I was like, nope. Like, absolutely not. Do not get on a motorcycle. Who did you let borrow it? Well, <laughs> my best friend. Actually, speaking of friends, you know, that are, like come and knock down your door and you're like, you know, pack a bag. Yeah, we're going yeah, to yeah. A That's what my best friend did, Michelle. She was like, I'm coming down, buddy. We're going to rent a hotel and all this stuff. And she shows nice. up and she's like, give me your keys. Oh. And I'm like, why? Yeah. She's like, this thing hasn't been ridden. Give me your keys. Mm-hmm. And I still have a video of her starting up the bike, going down my drive driveway, just cackling her face off because she's just <laughs> stolen my bike. bike. Yeah. yeah. And I was oh. like, this motherfucker. But it was that anger that kind of, not mm-hmm. anger. I mean, she's my best friend, but yeah. it kind of motivated me to be like, that motherfucker, yeah. like I need to get better. That's yeah. my goddamn bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but also then you just change your mindset. You're like, oh Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason to get better. Right. Exactly. Yes. And and she knew exactly what she was doing. You yeah. know, that's what friends are for. She knew exactly that that would fucking <laughs> twist the knife on my side. Damn you. Know, you. Like, yeah. God damn. You know, you don't have a good friend unless they know how to torture you and get what <laughs> yes, they want. Exactly. Out of you. That's that's the definition of a best I friend. I think so. <laughs> what else? I mean, exercise. 
Um, that was something I had to forgive myself on too. You know, I mean, when you're not eating and not sleeping, you can't just, I was, you know, CrossFit and then Mm -hmm. kickball and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things all at once. I had two gym memberships. Um, and then when you don't work out for a few months because you need to reset your mind and your body, I was really, I had a moment where I was like, oh my God, like what the heck? I, I can't do like a full CrossFit workout anymore. I can't lift, you know, X number of weight. And there, there came a point where I was just like, I have to forgive myself for that. It's okay. You're starting over, you know? And, and then I went out and I was like, okay, well I do like to exercise. What's something that is not CrossFit Mm -hmm. that I can get myself back into it? Ding, ding, kickball. Yeah. (laughs) Kickball. (laughs) Gay kickball. kickball. Um, yeah. I mean, just yoga, stretching, Mm -hmm. Running, light running, jogging, TRX. I mean. And like you can do a light jog without ripping a hamstring at a CrossFit workout that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. Still not ready. Yeah, that's fine. And you do not. Quarantine. That's quarantine's fault though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Quarantine (laughs) is being a jerk to all of us. Yeah. All right. Let's do a couple of five takeaways. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one, every time you break up, learn something and turn the Mm. lesson into a red flag warning for the next time. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Um, (sighs) depression can happen to everyone. And does. Uh, you know, grief and loss, uh, is really difficult. Um, one thing you can do to help is to prepare Finances, benefits, friends, safety plan, safety mm-hmm. action plan. Um, what else have we got? One thing that we wrote down that we didn't really talk about is when I was about 15, I heard this saying that <laughs> <laughs> that it takes a half as long to get over a breakup as you were in it. So if you were together <laughs> for a year, it takes six months. If you were together for five years, it takes two and a half years. But listen. That's just to make yourself feel better. You don't want to go out milking it because then you're going to irritate your friends all around you. (laughs) So give yourself a little bit of a pass. Understand that it will take some time to get back to, quote, normal. Mm -hmm. And also, you get to have the freedom to establish what your new normal is. Right. That's actually a really good point. You never get back to, you never get back to normal. You just have a new normal. You don't. Yeah. Just have a new normal. You're just a new person with new information. You can't step in the same river twice. Yeah. Thanks, man. Disney Pocahontas right there. Disney Pocahontas. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. So we got three. Have a safety plan for you and make that that safety. (laughs) You can keep going, though. No, I was going to say, like, initiate your friends into that safety plan before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know what? Let's rewind a little. Something I've learned, too, is that you know, in all of my relationships, I've always kind of held back information from best friends or family about the person I'm dating. Sounds like a red flag. Yeah, I know. Okay. Eh, I've learned that's not okay to do, you know, like there would be things that's like, oh, if you learn the person you're dating is cheated on you and you're like, I don't want to tell my family because they're going to judge me for staying with that person. No, like you're an adult. You you Hopefully you can trust yourself to make decisions mm-hmm. and your family has to go with it or not, or your friends do too. And you know, not all your friends are going to be happy about it. Not all your family yeah. members are going to be happy about it, but I, I've learned that honesty with the people you truly care about, mm-hmm. who are your ride or die friends and family who will be there with you through your whole yeah. life. Like you have to tell them these things. You yeah. really do. 
Well, and so they kind of know what's going on. Here's something else. If you and I are best friends and we've known each other for 10 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Ashley wants to marry me, but we don't know what's happening yet. <laughs> you already know that you're going to be at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's Ashley who then needs to come into us. So there, there is a, this is a l- big convoluted topic in here that I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for, you know, in, in, in two to five I'm days. sure she's going to stand up in five seconds and start yelling into your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's just saying you have to be mad for three days before you start a fight. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Um, That's a good point. So, uh, so just just be aware. You know, I think we get narcissistic when we get into a relationship. Like, oh, I take care of Ashley better than anyone else. No, Ashley has a whole life right. before me. She's got 30 years before she ever even met me. <laughs> you know, like, who am I? I can be talking about that in 20 years. Right. then maybe I will have cemented myself in her life. Right. So just be aware of that. Don't, don't be narcissistic in your everyday relationships and realize that they come and go and nothing is guaranteed. Right. Nothing's guaranteed, which is why keeping your important relationships important Mm -hmm. with your best friends and your family, people who matter to you is really important. Oh my God. Nurture those relationships and don't women. <laughs> and don't ditch your friends when you get a new girlfriend because right. you want them to be on your side when it ends mm-hmm. or walking or you down the aisle or when you know, it goes forward. Yeah. Yeah. Babysitting your baby so that you can have a date. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to have those friends. Babysit my dog so I can have a date. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Or even, mm, I don't know. Let's just end it there. Yeah. I think we can go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, we only went through three. What was our wrap up? Coping, healthy and unhealthy. Be healthy. <laughs> Be healthy. <laughs> and uh, number five, breakups. They're the worst. They're the worst. But they're manageable. And think about them in a positive light. Hopefully you can learn something. You should be learning something about yourself. Every time. Every time. Or you're living life wrong. True. Mm. And we don't want to date people who don't learn things from their past. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Over and out. Thank you for bearing with us on a Friday night. Uh, We're going to go out to eat now. Outside, socially distanced, and with our masks on because we still have a ridiculous amount of COVID cases here in the United States. (laughs) With the election is 14 days away. Whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Bye. We've laughed. We've cried. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah. Out to a dog.